Hey everybody, welcome to the hairdresser and the professor podcast. I'm Diana. I'm a salon owner for the last 25 years. And I'm Elena, a chemistry college professor. We're two women who have never met in person and have connected only through social media. I'm just saying goodbye to my forties. I'm just saying hello to my thirties. I'm from California. I live in Missouri, but I'm originally from Colombia. We are both enjoying our second marriage. We're stepmoms, biological moms, and I'm an adoptive mom. Together, we encompass modern blended motherhood. We both have four-year-olds and teens. We both deal with some anxiety and we both manage it with body movement. We both love to chase down joy and have fun. That's right. We've both gone through dark times when it comes to not being able to accept ourselves or our bodies. We both believe in loving our bodies where they're at today. To sum it up, we're women struggling, striving while navigating this complex and beautiful gift of life. So we're hopping on the mic on Wednesdays to lift you up midweek with vulnerability, honesty, and a dose of mom humor and motivation. Welcome to the hairdresser and professor podcast. Do we always have to be in a weight loss journey or, or is there, is there an end to that journey? And if it ends, how do you transform it into healthy living rather than weight loss? I love the smile on your face. Like that's, that is. The, no, that I was is just thinking like, I was, I was just thinking about how it feels like it's never um, been a destination I've actually gotten to um, on the weight loss journey. It's so embarrassing to admit that it's just literally something I've struggled with since I can remember, like, it's been such a central theme in my life. It's like losing weight and all that. And although I'm not at the weight, my doctor says I should be at, I'm supposed to be like around 160 to one, like anywhere between 150 and 165 and I'm 185. Um, for me, I feel like I'm there and everything else is a cherry on top item. Like if I lose another 20 pounds, it's a cherry on top item. Um, and I'd be happy to, if that's what my body wanted to do, but I'm, I'm not going to have a disordered eating to get there. You know? Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I get my veggies every day. I drink my smoothie. I love the protein. I, I use, um, Shakeology. I love it. Um, it makes me feel good and healthy. And I love that it's one meal off the table, but there's obviously lots of great, you know, like if you like whey or I like pea mm -hmm. protein, well, you know, whatever you want, but finding whatever that thing is for you. I like to have a salad almost every day. I make a big fat salad for my husband. And then I like to eat a sensible dinner. Now, does it happen every day? Uh-uh. Last night I had mm -hmm. neighbors over. I made homemade enchiladas, beans, rice, dips, chips, margaritas, the whole business. And when I woke up, the scale was like, okay, you're three pounds up. And I know that's just water, but like, I can't do like I used to do anymore where I obsess like, oh my gosh, it's three pounds from two enchiladas. Oh, it's crazy. Like, mm -mm. please, you know what? I'm going for a walk this morning. I'm going out for lunch with my girlfriends today and I'm doing yoga tomorrow. And I'm there. Like I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at, because I know that that'll come down over the week when I'm, you know, drinking more water and the sodium flushes out and I can use my body. So I don't think it's like a destination you get to and you're like, okay, I'm at 
weight loss North pole. Here I am. I finally yeah. made it to the top of the hill. You know, how about you? I think that it's, um, I've been, I've accepted and welcome and embrace two cycles of my life. I said, okay. um, so the way I've, I've, con I've consistently lost over 37 pounds in the last year and a half. Right. And I, I embraced what I call healthy living cycle versus the weight loss cycle. So in okay. the healthy living cycle, I focused on other things. And when it comes to nutrition, then I don't, I don't do exact nutrition. So I'm just like, as long as I am eating veggies and fruit, I'm all good to go. Now, when that happens, I do not lose weight. Like it just, it just stays the same. Um, That's where I'm at right now too. It, it simply does not, the scale does not move. It is a math game as a, as a scientist. <laughs> I always chuckle when I say that, but it, it, whenever you study anything about nutrition, it literally is a numbers game. Calories in, calories out. The calories can come in through food. Calories can come out because you're cutting down calories or you're doing exercise or you're doing extra movement. But there is, there's a math game that comes with weight loss, period, right? Yeah. So you're either playing that math game and you're, you know, you're going to win it or you're not. Now, at the same time, the mindset is so important because what I, the mindset I used to go is I'm on a weight loss journey or I'm not. And then when I would say I'm not, it was all hell, all hell broke loose because then it's like, whatever, everything is, everything is game. We're going to eat out every day. We're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to indulge in this. I'm going to get the maximum size of everything. And then I don't care. I will start another time when it's a little more convenient. Mm -hmm. But then when I reframe this mindset of healthy living versus weight loss, it's being consistent, healthy living, literally. So I'm still going to move my, my body. Maybe I'm not going to do it every six days. Like maybe whatever program I'm following, I'm going to do it three times, four times a week. Mm -hmm. um, then I'm going to embrace nutrition and just wing it. Like, don't worry about it. Don't think too much about it. Just be more aware of how my body is feeling. And in that process of making sure that I do do some basic things, um, I, I no longer say, okay, I'm starting on Monday. But then... Uh, this last this last month, I said, I want to show myself that I can lose more weight. And then mm -hmm. I started a weight loss journey. And all it is, I'm eating the same things I'm eating. I'm just being more aware of calories in and calories out. I do not count calories. I do not measure my food. I am just being more determined. Mm -hmm. I still went on a vacation. We went on a five-day vacation. We were at the beach house and I came in and I weighed today and I'm at the lowest weight I've been in years, mm -hmm. in years. So how did that even happen? Is there a magical pill? No, there isn't. Because the one thing that it did is that it removed the stressor, the emotional stressor. Yeah. Of, so your mindset. You this, and you should be doing this. And Elena puts on weight when she's stressed out, mm -hmm. period. I don't lose weight when I'm stressed out. I don't, I'm, my body blocks. 
mm-hmm. it, 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 it doesn't move. So well, you're a scientist. I mean, there, they say that there's like a, something with your cortisol levels or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've definitely it, heard that before. Yeah. Because so what happens is that when your cortisol levels increase, your body's in survival mode, literally it's right. the, wait a minute, this is a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. We've got to reserve energy. We've got to reserve. And for some people, that stress leads them to put on weight. And for others, they will lose weight. Mm-hmm. For me, it literally makes it that no matter what I do, it could be the exact same routine I put on weight. And it right. could be within a very stressful week, it could be five to six pounds. If that makes it, sense. So this is an important point to make because it's not necessarily just stress about, oh, I might be overeating this week or, oh, I overate. Mm-hmm. That's not the stress mm-hmm. you're talking about. It's all stress, right? It's all stress. It's yeah. the so work stress, the life stress, relationship like life stress, stress, parenting yes. stress, all that. So, yeah. And so managing your stress level is really key too. It is. And that's a whole, yeah. and that's that's a whole conversation. Like, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, uh, you know, the, the thing that I love you, ta- you talking about all the time is like managing your mental health through movement. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that I'm waiting for my, I'm so glad that I've got that connection now. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not waiting anymore to realize like what a tool that is, like what yes. an incredible gift moving your body is because like a lot of those stressors end up just going from like a 10 down to a five after you take a walk. things that seem so significant. And then you're just like, you know, it it changes your perspective. It takes everything down a notch and you can breathe again. And well, and, and, and and a lot of people think that it is a, just like a, like an spiritual thing, but it is a physical response that our body releases the stress through movement. Like it's not, it's not just that I'm thinking it and it's happening. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, but our body will 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 reduce and release the stress yeah. when you exercise, and and yeah. especially if you exercise at least 30, 30 to something minutes, because you're giving it time to to segregate to kick the hormone. In. Sure, right. For so, sure. Uh, and that's what you know what they call like that runner's high, and that's a real thing. Like I mm-hmm. felt it. I I felt it so much, but. But anyway, so that's, that's mostly, that's mostly it. So when I reframe those two cycles, when we reframe it in our mind, then, then I'm okay. If the skill doesn't, I don't even touch the skill, mm-hmm. but it's not because I don't care, mm-hmm. but it's because it's not the season in my life in which I want to focus on that. Right. But that doesn't make it to where I don't move. That doesn't make it to where I eat whatever I want. It doesn't make it to where I get to check out on myself. Right. It just means that I am not making that portion of my life a priority. Right. And I'm okay with that. So because if then, you're going through a season where you're eating a lot and you know that that's just not necessarily you're eating a lot, but there's just a lot going on in your life then to add on top of that, the stress of like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, then I'm going to add stress on top of that time of your life as well. Yes. Yes. And, and the, the, it is not worth it. Like thinking about weight loss and being stressed out about it and doing the things, but being stressed out about it and feeling less of yourself. 
it's not worth it. Like it's just never going to, and it's not sustainable. Right. And I love the idea too, of get taking the way that it used to be. Cause I've definitely been in that cycle. I'm sure anyone who's listening, who has tried to lose some weight and struggle with that. And I have got to tell you, I've done like 150 podcasts and maybe like 10 of them were about body or, or weight loss. Those have the most listens. I mean, people struggle with this issue, but if you're the type of person that has struggled with this and you're like in this stress ball around weight loss, around why you can't master this around. I mean, like even look at Oprah, the richest woman in the world who has all the access to whatever, all the gurus, Mm -hmm. she struggled with it her whole life. It's a thing. So to be able to have that coping mechanism where you're like, okay, it's a thing. It's a real thing that people struggle with. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a problem with how we manufacture food in this country. Um, that's a whole other thing, but I mean, that like, is a whole other thing, even the way bread's made now, how the wheat is engineered and like all the, you know, you're a chemist, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's a problem. And so knowing that, you know, you're, you're facing this insurmountable like mountain, is it going to be made any better by just like stressing yeah. about it all the time? You know? Yeah. So what can we do? We can find something that we enjoy and move our body a little bit on a regular basis as much as possible. Yeah. And if we want to play the numbers game and if you want to, then you dial down, but you dial down or dial up, you dial up on your nutrition. I think that's what they call it. Uh, Off of a place of this, just like you say, uh, I'm going to save money for, I want to lose 10 pounds. Like I said, I said, I said a specific goal. Because if I say I want to lose weight, it's all gone. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose five more. Then I'm going healthy living mode. I'm going to lose yes. five more and I do healthy living more. And then lose five more. And then, and sometimes I put on five, but I've, yeah. So, you know, you just cycle, you cycle. Yeah. But it's, once I removed that pressure on myself, mostly when I was off the, the journey of weight, weight loss, then I wasn't sabotaging the, the work because it takes work. It, it does take an extra it does take, effort. It does. It does take an extra effort. But I can tell you that the, the most, okay. So if I'm supposed to be say 165 mm-hmm. and I'm actually 185, but in reality, if I was eating the way that I used to, I've been as high as 260. And I love fast food. I love being sedentary and watching movies. I, I, I enjoy those things, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoy feeling better more. And so it's sort of about that choice. Like I can do all those things, but then I end up like feeling blocked up and gassy and farty and just gross and, and, and not fitting in my clothes and not fitting in life. Like I, 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 I can't fit in the life that I want at that size at two sixty. Mm-hmm. So that's so true. And I think each, each person, person is an individual. There might be a woman out there who's like, I'm very comfortable at two sixty, and I love my body. I can still do cartwheels. I I follow people online that are very happy. They, they say in their bodies at a much larger much larger weight. And I think that it, that's why it's such an individual thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's people that are listening and they're like 185. That is huge. Cause I know I have neighbors that are like 120. Yeah. And it's different for everybody, 
you know? Yeah. So sort of taking that stigma off of, you know, it has, it has to be in a certain range or, you know, there's just so many different things that go into like how much muscle you have is going to depend on how much you weigh and all that. Yeah. And it, 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 it changes because then you, you're, you're not chasing somebody else's life by saying, this is what my weight should be, but you focus on, this is what I get to do. This is what I get to do and not yes. faint. This is what I get to do and enjoy. This is how I have the best energy. And that actually becomes the, uh, the red flags. If I find myself that I'm lagging and I'm just taking longer and it's just getting a little bit, I'm crankier than usual. Yeah. I am. Then I'm like, oh, well, I haven't like pretty much been eating veggies in a while or I haven't like I can feel my body is telling me if our bodies are so wild, loud. We just ignore it uh, when they're like, um, uh, this is like I can there's a flavor in my mouth whenever I drink too much artificial sweeteners, like it changes how my mouth really? feels. Like if soda is there, everything is there. And it makes it to where things don't taste the same mm -hmm. because my, my way of coping with the lower sugar, it's all sugar-free, sugar-free this, sugar-free this, sugar-free mm -hmm. this, sugar-free this. But if I, I can taste it in my mouth, yeah, right? It's like they say that the artificial soda. sweeteners are worse too, right? Well, because what happens, it's not even just what it does biologically to your body, but your brain recognizes it as a response of glucose, whether it is actual glucose or not. So it becomes this phantom effect of sugar. And that's actually why even people that are diabetics, they are asked to remove diet sodas. And you may ask like, why? It doesn't have any sugar. Well, your body, your nervous system responds to it just the same or even more because they have like an extra, they have a heightened sweetener sensation that, that makes it to where it responds to it. So, so we have this general uh, culture that sugar-free is, is the best, um, but also, it's morally like, can we all afford to do the all natural diet? Like, that's a, a whole different conversation. But I'm like, what about affordability? Like, can I afford to have this? And then I used to use that as a limiting belief, especially when we first got married and there was changes in our budget. And we have, you know, I went from being the single woman thriving that would just spend all her money on herself to a mother of two providing for a home. So there was a huge change there. And I thought, oh, there's no way we can eat the same way that we want to eat. And, and I just started to give in or I wanted to give whatever food. That, that's a whole different topic. But it's, it's, it's just interesting when the money also becomes a deciding factor of what we eat or what we don't eat. But then I started like really paying attention and seeing I can buy a bag of veggies for 90 cents at Walmart. Well, at least mm -hmm. here, like you can go to buy it to the frozen veggie section and you're going to find a bag of veggies for a dollar. Mm -hmm. So, and then you can buy a chicken tray for $10 and this tray of chicken, it's going to be probably feeding you for three meals. So, so then I started, I'm a numbers person. So I started moving numbers and I'm like, um, heck yeah, we can eat healthy. Like mm -hmm. we can eat and enjoy wholesome nutrition without going broke. 
Yeah. And I mean, when you think about the cost now versus the cost, just not even for your family, but like for Americans or for the world, when we're dealing with um, an obesity epidemic and the, the health costs that go along mm-hmm. with that is people age, you know, yeah, because you're aging at a much quicker, much quicker rate. You have the, you know, diabetes, you have heart disease, you have all the things that come with that and all that costs money to treat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's expensive. So, yeah. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to the hairdresser and the professor podcast. Elena and I can be found on Instagram under that same name. And we just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. It means a lot to us to have a vulnerable place to share and tell the truth and find answers from each other and you guys. So please reach out. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next Wednesday.